Hello everyone. Welcome to Math for Knitters. I'm your host, Lara. This is episode 40, part three of a three-part series about a topic <laughs> that knitters... Oh, boomer hush. My, sorry, my cat. Uh, one of my cats is crying. Um, a topic that knitters uh, avoid, <laughs> tend to avoid, and sometimes fear. Um, last night, I just darned a uh, toe on a pair of socks. Um, I had been using a circular toe, which basically reduces your knitting down to four, and then you just draw the yarn through and finish it like the top of a hat. But I decided to try a different toe last night. Um, I did, it's called a French toe, but that's kind of strange because... Uh, you actually have to divide onto three needles to work it. And from what I understand, the French way of knitting, according to Elizabeth Zimmerman anyway, um, uses four needles to work and a fifth to knit. So um, I'm not sure why it's called a French toe, but um, it's called a French toe in, um, I think it's a, shoot, it's a book. It's a book of reworked old knitting patterns for socks, um, don't rem remember who it's by, but the original book was, I think, Weldon's, and it, it's a it's a really good deep book on socks, and I'll I'll link to it um on the website. Hold on, hold on a second. Go, come here. It's my fault, really. Um, when I was working on my graduate project to finish my graduate degree, it's kind of a thesis. I edited a lot of audio and it's actually, um, I did started this podcast partly as a way for me to get more comfortable doing that so I could finish my project and I did. And so I graduated, so I'm happy. Um, but when I was doing that, I would hold Boomer on my lap because he would want to sit at the computer longer than I would. <laughs> so I trained him that when I'm sitting in this chair, if I let him in the room, he's going to sit in my lap and he'll cry until... I pick him up, so you can see it's all my fault. Anyway, um, I would have photographed the grafting of that toe, but it's, it was a very dark navy on very small needles, so I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to do a version of what Elizabeth Zimmerman actually suggests. She says what she would, would do to learn how to graft. Um, it's called, I think grafting is how I hear it described the most. Um, basically you're, you're taking two rows of live stitches and working them together in a darn. Sometimes it's also called just darning, but for one row, um, but instead of like, like with regular darning, you're kind of recreating something that was already there. Um, with this, you're making a totally new uh, line of stitches. And the biggest comment I can make from teaching people this is that Oftentimes people pull too tight. Um, I don't know if they think of it as sewing. I do it too, um, especially I use it in an invisible cast off for um, toe up socks. And it's very difficult for me to make myself really do it loosely enough to work. But the advice I could give you, do it just as loosely as you can, because you can always pull it tighter um, later rather than pulling it looser later is, is virtually impossible and you pretty much have to start over if you do it too tight. Um, but basically what she suggests is you make a gauge, basically a gauge swatch 
um, from probably a large gauge yarn, like on, you know, 10 or 15 size needles. And she says to stabilize it with a sewing machine. I actually don't like to do that. A um, couple different reasons, partly because I'm not going to have my knitting stabilized that way when I'm finishing it. So it's a little um, false. Secondly, I don't like to take a sewing machine to my knitting. In fact, when I cut steaks, I actually do a crochet uh, stabilization before I cut it rather than a sewing machine. I'm not very confident on the sewing machine, so I'm always afraid of feeding feeding my knitting to it is what it feels like it would be. Um, so instead, uh, when I stabilize my knitting to graft it, um, I used to actually take a piece of dental floss and just run it through the, all of the live stitches and take the needle off. And you'll find when you take the needle off, it makes the process so much easier because before that I was fussing with, well, do I take my darning needle in knit wise or purl wise or what? And that's honestly how I got messed up the most. And as soon as I took that needle out, it allows your stitches to turn kind of to face you instead of being turned as they are when they are on the needle. And it just made the whole process so much easier to see and for me so much easier to do. So, and now I don't even stabilize it usually unless it's very long. Like last night when I was doing just four stitches to four stitches, I just took the needles out and went with it. The other advantage of using the, the floss is you could actually um, intentionally um, drop a stitch um, with the floss holding it anyway, so that you can see how you can f save that dropped stitch without actually losing it. Um, but that's just kind of neither here nor there. But what I would do, what I'm going to do, because I haven't done it yet, is um, I'm going to make a uh, swatch out of some bulky yarn so that it will be easier uh, to see. And I'm going to make it relatively narrow, I mean relatively short but I'm going to make it with knitted stitches with purl stitches and um, then one row of garter stitch and then I'm going to make another one and then I'm going to graft them together and I'm going to photograph everything so that you'll have you'll be able to see now if you've been kind of following along as a lesson if you've done Swiss darning and especially if you've done actual darning a lot of the mystery of um, behind grafting will be gone for you already because you've already learned to, to kind of follow the structure of the actual knitting and make it work. So, you know, there, this is going to be a short show. There isn't a lot to say about grafting. It's more of, of a show thing. So please go to my website. It's www.math4knitters, that's the number four, dot blogspot.com and um, see all the pictures. And I'm going to try to get that done um, today. Well, I'm certainly going to do it by the time I <coughs> post this show so that I don't leave you, leave you hang hanging. Gosh, I cannot talk this morning. Um, I just watched the Adobe release of Creative Suite 4 and I'm, I guess I'm salivating. <laughs> salivating over software. I know I'm such a romantic girl. Anyway, um, I think that's the show for today. Um, thanks to everybody who has said hi to me on Ravelry or friended me. Um, I could really use some questions for the website. I think my next project, I'm going to design 
a very simple uh, sweater that could be for a man or a woman, but I'm going to do it in kind of a smaller size. I think probably like a 36 inch chest. I haven't really decided, um, but I'm going to talk through about how I'm going to do it. Um, and it's a very simple stitch pattern I've actually used on the top of the socks I just finished. It's um, kind of a mistake rib. It probably is a mistake rib or a mistake garter rib. I don't know what it is. But basically you do one row of all knit stitches and one row of two knits, two purls, so that you basically have a column two stitches wide of, of stockinette and a column two stitches wide of uh, garter stitch. And I just, I love the way it looks. I think it's fantastic. Um, it's not reversible exactly. It isn't the same on both sides, but the reverse side doesn't look bad and it doesn't curl. So it's kind of fun. I'm going to do a sweater in that. Um, I have an old question from someone about using, uh, designing sweaters with, um, basically designing a sweater with Fisher, Fisherman and Aaron type um, stitches, like cable stitches. And I am going to do that. Um, but I need to do this other sweater first quick because it's starting to get cold. It will be cold soon here. Um, and I need another sweater in the closet. Also, I think I had a question about um, decreasing or increasing evenly across a row. And um, I have discussed that before, but um, making the even centered is something I don't think I have talked about. So that'll probably be just a short bit in another show. Um, I hope the timing is working out for you guys. It's working out really well for me. I know we had a long break here um, for all of September, <laughs> but I'm trying to get on the calendar at least once a month. So hopefully I managed to hit that mark. And thanks for listening. And if you're a new listener, thanks for coming. And I hope you all have a wonderful uh, September. And um, I'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.